Eliza Nunez, Making a Difference. This article is written by Juan Carlos Garcia and Father Dan Harding, USA and Chile. Just before Holy Week on an ordinary autumn day in Santiago, Chile, Columban Father Dan Harding brought me for the first time to Eliza Nunez's home. Here we met Eliza, who, along with her elderly mother, her husband, her three children and a disabled aunt, were all busily baking hot cross buns. Eliza and Hector, her husband, are in their mid-thirties. They are parish catechists who prepare both adults and children for the sacraments of baptism, reconciliation and communion. They are also in charge of giving talks to parish groups about drug and alcohol addictions, sicknesses that are rife within the parish area. Father Dan, the parish priest of San Columbano Parish, had brought me to Eliza's house to to hear about her work as coordinator of the Parish Columban Mission Support Group, the Friends of St. Columban, and also her commitment as one of the coordinators of the Parish Migrant House. I asked her how she got involved. She replied that just before Easter of 2019, Chilean Columban priest Father Rafael Ramirez had given a PowerPoint presentation on his role as chaplain to an orphanage in Michina, Myanmar, which is run by religious sisters. Listening to this presentation, Eliza was struck by the tragic lives of many of these orphans. She started to think about how her parish in Chile, even though located in a poor area, could nevertheless reach out in a small way to help the work of Father Raphael. It was then that Eliza came upon the idea of selling delicious homemade hot cross buns for Good Friday only a few weeks away. Eliza and her Columban supporters then began taking orders from around the parish for trays of six hot cross buns. At the beginning of Holy Week, she had orders for 68 trays. However, as Holy Week progressed, the orders grew to 100, then to 180, and by Holy Thursday she had 277 orders of trays of six buns. In her small family kitchen with its small family gas stove, Eliza had to prepare and bake a total of 1,662 hot cross buns. And when the parish decided to invest in a second-hand semi-industrial dough-kneading machine, the mixing of the dough at least became easier. The next time I met Eliza after Easter, she told me that without the help of my wonderful husband, my mum, my aunt and my three great kids, we would have not been able to complete all these orders. A total profit of around $500 was made from the sale and sent to the orphanage in Myanmar. What is even more surprising is that during this time of baking the hot cross buns, Eliza had her usual everyday job of preparing cooked lunches for around 10 teachers from the nearby state primary school. I was later to hear that as Pentecost was approaching, Eliza had decided to sell trays of six Pentecost cupcakes with tongues of fire. The tongues of fire were pieces of red, tongue-shaped cake 
inserted into cream on the top of a cupcake. And this sale was also a great success for the Myanmar orphanage. Yet, Eliza's greatest success was still to come. In the warmer September spring weather, Eliza had decided to organise an international food festival as another fundraising event. She later told me that this event was quite innovative for the poor, deprived area of her parish, which had never had such an event in all its history. Over 250 entrance tickets were sold, and these gave each family the right to try small samples of the different national dishes, as well as the choice of a a main dish for lunch from one of the stalls. Each of the eight food stands were organised by parishioners from different nationalities or by Columban priests and lay missionaries. The international food stands had national dishes from Haiti, Colombia, Venezuela, Bolivia, Philippines, Korea, Australia and Myanmar. This was a huge success, and another donation was sent to the orphanage. The last time I met Eliza, I asked her about her commitment as one of the two coordinators at the Parish Migrant House, which is a residence for 11 single migrant men in need of accommodation. At this time, the 11 residents came from Venezuela, Haiti, Colombia, Mexico and Russia. Eliza meets regularly with Javier Nunes, a young Venezuelan resident of the Migrant House, who is the other coordinator of the Migrant House. And together they interview applicants seeking to live in the Migrant House. They hold regular meetings to solve problems, organise work rosters and house repairs, pay the bills and organise activities to raise funds. On occasions, they have to ask a resident to leave for failing to respect the house rules. These days Eliza is working with Javier and the other house residents organising simple rainwater tanks, a chicken coop, a compost heap and a vegetable garden in the backyard of the migrant house. Eliza is a woman of many talents, placed in service not only of her beloved family but of all whom she encounters in need of love, support and a lift up. Having met her on several occasions, I find her a a great inspiration as someone reaching out to make a real difference in the world, even amidst her own incredibly busy life. She is really quite amazing. And that story, written by Juan Carlos Garcia, Director of Hispanic Ministries USA, with edits from Columban father Dan Harding.